When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at woodhousebuickgmc.com. We are professional grade. This is how it's always been I'm on the outside looking in Welcome to Double Love, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this is episode 48. It is, it's episode 48 and I need to apologise because <laughs> I completely <laughs> fucked up the numbering in our last recording. I did not have, like, I don't know where I got that confidence from that I was like, so, like, You're no, very this sure. is the episode number. I was so sure. <laughs> and I'm terrible with numbers. Like, I skipped the numbers around on Countdown and I was like, nope, I'm not dealing with that. <laughs> then you know it's So bad. I don't know where I thought I got off knowing what episode number Well, in fairness, I was hardly in a position to contradict you. Authoritatively, authoritatively. Yeah. Oh my God. And yeah, it's only going to get more confusing. I'm so, confu- I'm so confused I can't even say the word authoritative. Yeah. Um, but it is. I went back and checked. It is definitely episode 48. Yes. We are back on track. It's okay. And we're also back in the studio it. with a frankly amazing printout. <laughs> this is what we both had to read on our on our Kindles. <laughs> but we will get started with some taglines and blurbs. Okay. And the cover tagline <laughs> is Is someone coming between Kara and Steven? <gasps> the answer is no, just, just their own stupidity. Each other. <laughs> yeah. The call is coming from inside the house, you and dummies. The, and the back blurb. <laughs> too much mystery. Oh, mm. it really is too yeah. much mystery. Oh, ridiculous. Entirely unnecessary. Entirely too much. <laughs> Entirely fabricated mystery. Yeah. So here's the blurb. Kara Walker feels that her boyfriend, Stephen Wakefield, isn't paying enough attention to her. Suddenly, he's acting aloof and withdrawn. Kara's good friend Jessica, Stephen's sister, as if you didn't know <laughs> this, really, suggests that Kara adds some mystery to the relationship. When Kara takes Jessica's advice, it backfires. Of course it does. That's kind of spoilery, isn't it? Well, yeah, that's true, you, know, actually. you don't really know that she's taken her advice until uh, quite late. That's spoiler true. alert. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry. They, they, they always do this on the back, though. <laughs> good point, yeah. Um... So yes, it backfires. Stephen starts to act even more distant and Kara is sure he's hiding something. Kind of is. He used to confide in her, but now it seems like he's turning to his sister Elizabeth's friend, Abby Richardson. Sister Elizabeth's friend? Mm, that's a stretch. Very much so. Yeah. Will Kara discover Stephen's secret before she's replaced by someone new? Again, the answer <laughs> is yes, obviously. <laughs> so <laughs> so much for that mystery. Yeah. But... Uh, the cover, I have to say, <laughs> is uh, is 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 an all time great. Mm, yeah, we're back on some good. Oh, um, we really are. We've got some bangers coming up in the <laughs> next do. few episodes. Yeah, and because like the black and white Kindle 
version of the cover just didn't quite do it justice. No. I took the liberty of another A4 print out. <gasps> yes, you did. I'm sure this will go up on on Twitter. It will indeed. Um, well, yeah, so we've got Kara and Stephen on the cover. Yes, um, certainly do. Stephen's wearing, oh, he's wearing a suit. Actually, this does kind of make sense because this must be at the dinner party for And he for is wearing a khaki wear a linen suit. suit. But this, this is true. Yeah, but this doesn't look like a linen suit. This just looks like a gross brown suit. It actually does <laughs> look like he got it in a charity it's shop bad. and not in a good way. No, it's a bad suit. Mm, bad fishing. Steven. Yeah, no, it's not good. He's got that Lego man hair. Oh, he is doesn't very he? Lego man. Yeah. Is this our first vision of him? Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Oh, I can't think now. I think oh. the Trisha Martin book he was on the cover as well, wasn't he? Where she looked like a haunted Victorian doll. He was. And yeah. I think he might have been in the one where him and Cara Get together. got together. Yeah. yeah. No, so this is at least his third appearance. Yeah. Does he? He looks a bit Bruce-esque from this angle. He does a bit. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Not as pouty and John Barrowman-esque. <laughs> the lips aren't there. <laughs> no, true. <laughs> um, yeah, so Stephen is looking kind of guilty. He's holding mm. a letter in his hands and Cara's got her hand on his arm and she's like, what's going on, babe? Yeah. But Cara looks quite nice. Like her hair, considering how feathery and, and it's very their hair often is, mm. hers looks okay, I think. I mean, it's only not feathery in comparison to that. It is quite <laughs> feathery. Look at that fringe. It's a bit like... <laughs> I mean, my hair is getting very frizzy today because we're, we're recording this on an extremely gross, humid day. <laughs> it's not even sunny. It's just cloudy oh, and humid. It's horrible. <laughs> I can feel sweat like radiating off me. And Cara's hair is kind of like mine would be if I took it out of this hair bobbin. So. Well, I didn't think it looked that bad. <laughs> I'm I mean, being harsh because I'm all, feeling the it pain. It is all relative considering the Princess Diana explosion we had in the last book. Oh, with, um, true. Or a couple of books ago with uh, was it Molly Hecht. Mm, yes, yeah. so it is quite lustrous it away is. from her poofy fringe. Yeah. Good point. And she's got a nice pink dress on yeah she it's, does it's not particularly remarkable but it's a, it's a nice pink dress it's just a classic yeah simple style mm. and uh, the book begins in less glamorous fashion very much so because yes. it begins <laughs> on public transport ew uh, what <laughs> I see this having gotten the Lewis here like oh god I got the bus yeah. like and, and then walked so yeah. uh, no, we're big yeah. fans of public transport but I can't imagine Jessica being one no I think this might be the, have we ever seen her on a bus before I don't think so <gasps> except that time she tried to run away oh yeah on a bus and even then she was only on it for like 10 minutes yeah um, and, you, and then she got off and like came home so <laughs> she was rescued from the bus <laughs> the horror the horror <laughs> oh god so uh, Jess unsurprisingly is enraged <laughs> yeah was it Liz had to take the fiat because she's going to a doctor's appointment mm. or something so poor Jess has to get the bus like some kind of peasant oh my god yeah she's so angry her blue green <laughs> eyes flashed with impatience <laughs> On the bus with the riffraff. Oh this is my terrible. God. It's been a while since her eyes have been like flashing and setting mm. off fire and True. all sorts of Sparks crazy flying out yeah. of them. Jessica Bot malfunctioning. <laughs> well, it's happening again. Yeah. The horror of being on a bus has done it. <laughs> uh, amused Cara, however, likes the bus because it gives her time to, and I quote, reread the great letters your brother sends me. Ugh. And then she pulls it out. <laughs> And starts reading it to Jess. No. Because who doesn't want no. to listen to a love letter written by their brother? <laughs> by their brother! No! So weird. Stop it! <laughs> so Jess isn't appalled by the squickiness of listening to, you know, passionate love letter yeah. written by your brother. Um, but uh, she is appalled by the fact that Kara is still in a long distance relationship. It's gas that they call it long distance because she's <laughs> like, he lives 45 minutes away. It's like, does that really count as long distance? 45 he's, minutes, come on. Also, he's there like 
everywhere. He's always there. <laughs> she sees him like more often than I saw anybody I'm seeing in my my youth. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's according to to Jess, this is like a, not only a long distance love, but also it's far too serious. Yeah, well, she just, yeah, she just has a, a grudge against anyone in, in a relationship, basically. True. It's become a kind of weird obsession at it this is. stage. It yeah. seems like, just mind your business, Jessica. Yeah, and I mean, it's getting a bit pathological. This a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and remember, she does consider, as we learned in a previous book, she considers herself um, uh, to have the right to break them up. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> she got them together, of course. Yeah. So that's what happens. You, you know, you bring them together, you throw them apart. Oh, God. And she thinks Kara has, quote, lost a lot of her spunk. Mm. So, uh, yeah, she's, um, sorry, my phone, which I thought was turned off, <laughs> is going on. This is so professional. This The weather has driven me insane. I mean, <laughs> we're just, all losing our minds in this I'm heat. I'm going to put it on airplane we, mode. We're not built for heat. Oh, really not. <laughs> no, we we would cope. die in California. <laughs> yeah. My parents lived in Washington, D.C. and I genuinely couldn't leave the house when I was <laughs> staying with them. I mean, I did, but as soon as I came out, the air was so humid that oh I was just like, oh. forget it, I'm going back in. <laughs> Give me some air conditioning. Fuck the planet, I don't care. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, um, I I don't know, I wouldn't survive on a sweaty Californian bus, bus. to go to school. <laughs> but uh, anyway, Cara dismisses Jessica's concerns about her allegedly losing Yeah, Jessica's her always getting on her case about it. I think she, at this stage, she's just used to her... <laughs> babbling on about like breaking up with her boyfriend it's like just leave her alone Jessica it's fine and actually yeah she does basically yeah 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 I know uh, okay um, um, it's my birthday party she just changes so the subject yeah. like yeah it's just par for the course also it turns out that it was her birthday a while ago and uh, supposedly she and Stephen were going through a bad patch at the hmm. time so she didn't have a party but was that in a book I don't remember that huh. do you I don't mm, bit of wreck on there I think yeah so Jessica thinks Kara is protesting too much about how great things are with Stephen. Um, but, you know, Kara's clearly happy in the relationship. Yeah. And then Kara reveals something. She did, and I quote, something dumb. <gasps> it was. She invites... Right, right, no, this whole thing is completely <laughs> ridiculous. So silly. She mentioned to Abby Richardson last week, Popping out of nowhere. Yeah, she turned up at the party in the last book, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. The viewing party or something. She did, yes. Yeah. And everybody was like, oh, what's she doing here? Mm. What a deed. Uh, but she, uh, Cara mentioned casually that she was having this birthday party. And now Abby thinks she's invited. Now, if someone I barely knew mentioned their birthday at the weekend, I yeah. would not assume. That you're being invited. No. No. It won't cross like my mind. We're making small talk like it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh, it's my birthday next week. Yeah. Oh, I'm having this party. And also... It's clear from the start that this party is a lunch in a restaurant. Yeah. Like, yeah, you've got like limited numbers here. It's not well, like you can just invite everybody. Why would everybody. you take this person you barely know? <laughs> why would you expect an invite? It's really well, Kara, because uh, she's obviously a uh, a thoughtful person, mm. is worried because she 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 thinks Abby assumes she's invited, and we get a bit of a recap on Abby's situation. Apparently, uh, Jessica is pondering the fact that Abby now seems to be popping up everywhere. Yeah, she certainly is. She really is, in fairness. <laughs> Who is this girl? I know, that's, I, that always seems a bit meta. It's almost like, yeah, we know this girl. Yeah. She's never been mentioned before. But now, now bear with us. Yeah. <laughs> Even Jessica thinks this is shady. She's been here the whole time, you guys. <laughs> um, so, yeah, ever since she broke up with her Palisades guy, mm. she's been sort of hanging around the Sweet Valley High gang. 
trying to get herself invited to everything apparently it's a bit sad that's what Jessica reckons yeah mm. uh, that's kind of true so. it is it's also very strange because they do explain that like yeah Abby was going out with this guy in a different school but mm. like she's still in Sweet Valley High I what know. did she do all day did she just not talk to people I keep thinking <laughs> it's, it's like really she's not in their classes yeah, she was in because she was in their classes she was actually yeah we did like, and she was very, it's not like she was running after Palisades at lunchtime yeah. like, she was obviously in the canteen or you know around the school at lunchtime did she just never talk to anyone yes and what it's about, really weird what about all the times they're taken out of school to go and have a barbecue or something yeah. like <laughs> fucking softball game what? for no reason what was she doing then yeah because she must have been there and it's just yeah like she just no either no one talked to her or she never spoke to Anyone? It's very strange. But she doesn't seem like somebody who was like isolated. No, or being ostracized or anything. I don't care if you were going out with your boyfriend after school all the time. Mm. If you were at school totally on your own all the time and you weren't much more resilient than she clearly is, you would be either lonely or you'd just have friends. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't make sense that she was completely isolated. Completely cut off from all sweet like socializing. It's like, "Mm, this does not check out at all. I'm sorry. So (laughs) incoherent. Yeah. And Kara says she actually, you know, she likes Abby. Yeah. But, as we said, the party is in a private room at the Marine House. Ooh. Hitherto unmentioned, (laughs) like Abby herself. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, she can't physically squeeze any more people in. Yeah. And Jessica says, kind of rightly, like, Abby managed fine without all of us for years. She could survive missing out on this party. True. So at lunchtime, Liz is in crisis. Oh, no. It's an oracle emergency. <laughs> an oracle No, there's no uh, portmanteau you can make there. <laughs> no. And it's actually a very surprising emergency. Oh. What has happened, Karen? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> like, contrary to all evidence that we've been fed anyway, uh, the oracle just isn't as popular as it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. They even put out a survey and it seems like it's declining in popularity. Even though, just about four books ago, <laughs> the entire school were losing their fucking shit <laughs> Over the small lads, the the personal oh, lads. Yeah, we had a whole storyline about it. Oh, book! Like, yeah. How? It's obviously just been nose diving since then. Well, peaked. Yeah. <laughs> they were. They went into print it. journalism. It's over. Oh God! Don't remind me. <laughs> Sorry. It's all right. I'm used to it. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, apparently, the oracle yeah is is just not packing in the the fans, mm. and uh, we get a reminder of how devoted Elizabeth is to her journalistic craft. Oh. Eye, eyes and ears, <laughs> and we're um. Uh, Liz worries that her column has lost its edge. What edge? Jesus! It never had any. I know. <laughs> and then Winston joins them, and he has a genuinely good idea. Well, he does, because he kind of suggests to throw in a bit of humour. He's like, there's yeah. no humour in this thing, yeah. which is fair. <laughs> and very obvious, based yeah. on anything we've ever All heard. their articles are really fucking boring. It's oh. like, oh, teacher's getting tenure. It's like, yeah. who cares? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Have a few jokes, Jesus. for fuck's sake. Yeah, so he reckons they should... Is Oh, yeah, they kind of think that, he, that Winston should do yes. something for them. And he's like, no, I'm not working for you for free. Yeah. Fuck off. So, so they decide to do a competition. Yes, he actually yeah. says he's too busy writing jokes for David Letterman and Johnny Carson <laughs> nice but then he, he does have an actual reason he says look he's promised his parents he has to get his grades up yeah so um, yeah as you said he, he says they should handle it the good old American way <laughs> a competition yeah and he will be a consultant judge nice and uh, clearly they're really desperate because they decide they're going to get the ads up like then and there immediately basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. like that day. immediate action is needed and then there's a little bit of an awkward moment because Abby joins them and they all kind of assume 
that the others, someone she, else is friends with her? Yeah. Yeah, they're kind of like, oh, she must be friends with Winston. Whereas Winston's like, oh, I guess she's friends with Penny. Yeah. <laughs> like, no one kind of knows why she's sitting down with them. But, like, they're not being dicks or anything. No, they're no, they're like, not at oh, all. Okay. I think it would be kind of the norm if somebody you really yeah. didn't know just sat down next yeah. to you and sort of assumed that they were, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Maybe pals with someone else. Yeah, because yeah. it's just, otherwise it's it's very random. Ballsy move in fairness to Abby. Yeah, fair fucks to her. Yeah. Though you think she'd be just better at chatting with people then. <laughs> well, that's was. true. How did she even get to this point in the first place? Because yeah. <laughs> it's all really awkward when she sits down because she doesn't really say anything. Yeah. Just sitting there looking at them smiling. <laughs> <laughs> and we we get a bit of information about uh, her Palisades guy. Mm, Doug Brewster. No less. <laughs> He's a baseball player. Uh-huh. And it turns out that this is a sign I'm actually, I would have totally believed that she had no friends at all because of this. She even sat <gasps> with his friends when Palisades played Sweet Valley. Oh, shit. That is cold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Abby. It was yeah. over before it ever began, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, but, and then we're told, this reiterates what we were just discussing. Two years later, that's quite a long time when yeah. you're that age. Apparently, everyone in Sweet Valley has, quote, forgotten all about her. She's right there, you guys. She's in your classes. It's so like weird. They go to some classes. We do know that. Yeah. yeah. So we're told that Liz is, or that Abby is, is very dainty. Oh, yes. Yeah, she's another, like, Victorian porcelain doll. She really is, isn't yeah. she? Ivory complexion and dainty hands Ooh. and soft smiles. Like, oh, God, Ooh. okay. That's very creepy. Yeah. And, of course, Liz likes her. Basically, I bet if she wasn't, I bet if she was, like... You know, chubby and had glasses. Yeah. As we were told about Lois Waller, we were like, Liz felt sorry for her. Oh, God. She couldn't understand why she looked like that. Oh, no. Because that's what it is like. Whenever Liz yeah. sees, Liz really judges on appearances. She really does. Hmm. Yeah. Literally. Oh, big time. If somebody isn't conventionally attractive yeah. by the Sweet Valley standards, which is a very narrow. Ooh, you can't be just like average looking and oh, a God, nice no. person. No. <laughs> it's like, no, you're clearly up to something. No. <laughs> or you've kidnapped Regina tomorrow or something. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't have a kind face. <laughs> <laughs> or you're just tragic until you have a makeover or get a boyfriend mm. then you will become radiant Ugh. starve yourself yes <laughs> oh so many delightful yeah. messages <laughs> Winston it turns out is the only person who actually did notice her in a class and says oh look you're really good at, uh, at drawing mm. and she should enter the competition herself to do yeah. like because apparently she, do, she does cartoons she's a good, yeah she could do a comic strip or something he reckons exactly and she's all sort of shy and says oh no I'll, I'll just help Petty and Liz with the posters and she's so extremely modest that Liz is kind of surprised yeah, she's like, Abby didn't seem like the sort of girl to put herself down. It's like, you don't know her. Yeah. You're literally basically <laughs> Where's her coming from? dainty hands. Yeah. Just <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> not a decent basis for judgment. Really not. And uh, Abby, and this is the start of Abby just trying too hard all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's cringy. Like, because she's so like, she's cringy. taking trays up for everybody. She's yeah. like, oh, let me take the tray for you. And it's like, Abby, what are you doing? Stop it's, it. Yeah, it's grand. And Liz wonders, like, you know, Abby's so helpful. Is it too good to be true? Mm. As the name of another book. Yeah, what was that? That was a Suzanne Devlin book, wasn't it? She was too good to be true. She was, yeah. Abby isn't really. (laughs) Abby's actually grand. She's just, she tries way too hard. Yeah, God love her. I know. Later, Liz arrives home at the good old Casadel Wakefield, Woo-hoo. where Jess and Cara are watching soaps yeah. instead of supper. They're supposed studying. to be, do- yeah, they're supposed to be doing their homework. So yeah. there's like like copy books and homework all over the carpet, and they're just completely ignoring it, yeah, <laughs> watching the course. soap opera instead. Of course they are, as you would. Yeah, fairness. And yeah, we uh, get a very belated but very very long 
description of the twins. Yeah, it took a while to get there. Mm. But we got there in the end. We always do. <laughs> we do, true. I mean, if it ever if we ever don't, I'll be worried. Though, I mean, we have had a few books recently where there was just like one mention of the blondness and stuff. So oh. I don't know. Yeah, it's not good. I won't be surprised. Flip this table over, man. No. <laughs> if we don't get enough. <laughs> well, I'm not going to ask now. But I'm, I'm hoping that we get things back to the usual mm. standard. And uh, Liz tells them all about the the plan for the for the vaccine and or the paper and they're chatting about it when Stephen rings and he has some news. Oh yeah, what's his deal again? He's he's coming uh, home. He's well, of course. Uh, <laughs> is that news? No. <laughs> well, the, the reason for his new his his return is kind of surprising. Because it turns out he has serious allergies. Oh, yes. So he has to come home for a bunch of tests. He um, does. Sounds like he just has hay fever. Like, and he just needs to... It basically... He has to means and shut the fuck up. It basically <laughs> turns out to be hay fever. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Spoiler alert. Uh, but anyway, he has to have pretty intense tests. Yeah. Uh, sinus x-rays and stuff like that. It's like, it all sounds very extreme, doesn't it? No, like, it seriously, does. just take an antihistamine. Be uh. grand. Well, he is taking antihistamines. Oh, is he? Because okay. remember, he's sort of going crazed oh. on drugs and yeah. <laughs> They are evils anti- of antihistamines. They so are, sleepy. They are antihistamines. <laughs> so there you go. And apparently he's going to be home for so long. He has to take his college work ho- <laughs> home for, uh, with him. And Jess actually says, which is genuinely funny, maybe you're allergic to college. You go home often enough. <laughs> Very true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not wrong. Kara is delighted. Yeah. As he, well she He's going to be, well, he's always around, but he's going to be around for longer than usual. Great. But, but Jess is worried about this, oh, about Kara's, uh, Kara's delight. Because <laughs> she says that if Stephen is home for like, oh, two weeks or whatever, familiarity might breed contempt. Oh, yeah. She reckons they might start getting on each other's nerves and that they need a little mystery in their relationship. Oh, they certainly do. Because yeah. uh, she's been reading a piece in Ingenue about how you need to ke- keep men guessing. <laughs> oh, God. You lose the spark. This is such terrible advice. Of course. All of this. It's just like, keep things secret and make them not trust you is basically what it boils down to. <laughs> and just play with the mess with their heads. Yeah. And in fairness to Kara, she is like, look, there, maybe there isn't mystery, but like there's no miscommunication either because yeah. we talk to each other. We know where we stand with each yeah. other, which is obviously a much better way to be. Than being <laughs> like a, a Jess's I role know. model. I don't know why Kara keeps letting Jess kind of get in there. Oh, and, this like, is so implausible. Yeah. Mm. When she knows that Jessica does her best to break everyone up all yes! the time. Like, stop listening to and her. has been telling her mm. that she and Stephen are stuck in a rush and should, you know, she needs to see other people. Um, but she is, uh, she try. she manages to persuade Kara to, <laughs> to consider this, uh, the idea of being sort of aloof and distant by reminding <laughs> her of their favourite soap opera character, <laughs> Ladia Louise. Ooh. Apparently, she's secretive and distant with men and it works for her. Oh, God. And Liz is like, this is fucking stupid. And also, Stephen is sick. He's coming home because he's like, you know, debilitated. He can't breathe through his nose. (laughs) He doesn't want mystery. Just like, ah, to distract him from his ailments. Oh, God. It's ridiculous. It is. So we cut to Abby's POV. And she's arriving home. Where her mom asks her about her day. Yeah, her mom is a psychologist. Isn't mm. she? Yeah, so she kind of, yeah, Abby kind of feels like whenever she tells her mother anything, it ends up being a whole big discussion. Yes, psychoanalysis like therapy, session, and she's just yeah. like, oh, come on. <laughs> um, yeah, her mother just wants her to constantly sort of talk to her about yeah. what's going on. And she tells her mother about the Oracle and how she's, um, how she's, she wants to get involved. 
and we're told that uh, she's basically like obsessed with Elizabeth. <laughs> of course, of course. Can you read the description of her? It's nuts. It's, it's, it's typical though. Like they introduce this character out of nowhere, and oh, by the way, she's obsessed with Elizabeth. <laughs> and this is just normal, obviously. Oh, it's not God. like she's I know, and it's, yeah, it's just treated like this is a completely normal way for her to be. But why it's wouldn't like, she be? Abby had been noticing Elizabeth from afar for a while now and she secretly thought Elizabeth was one of the smartest, nicest girls at school. Uh, like, if there was one person Abby wanted for a friend, it was Elizabeth. <laughs> I was like, fucking really, this bitch? Are you sure about that? <laughs> That's the best you can do. Oh, God. Well, probably it is. <sighs> and her mother reminds her that when she was with Doug, she spent all her time with him and his... His pals. Yeah, Doug. Which he certainly did. Doug sounds like a dick. Oh my God, he yeah, totally sounds like a dick. Yeah, because it sounds like, yeah, they always just went out with his friends and never with her friends because she obviously had friends at the time or like yeah. was, she was friends with Jessica. She was friends with Jessica. Yes, she was friends with Jessica in ninth grade. In ninth which grade, I guess yeah. is like second, it's like the equivalent to seventh no eighth class. <laughs> okay, so it's like junior it's cycle in, in yeah. It's like second or third school. year or whatever. Yeah, yeah, in school. Yeah, we still haven't second quite year. got a grasp on that. No. <laughs> the, um, but I think it's when American you're about system. fourteen. So yeah, it's okay. Two yeah. years ago, it's not that long. Yeah, yeah. So obviously she had she had friends at that stage, but they never he'd never hang out with them. So yeah. she'd always go to Palisades to hang out with him and his friends, and he was never interested in doing stuff that she wanted to do. Mm. So oh no, everything we hear about it makes him sound terrible. Low-key abusive, yeah. Yeah, and Abby has to admit that her mom has a point. Yeah. But then she tells her mother about Kara's party, and her mother is only delighted. Oh. Because she's like, oh, you're making friends. And makes a big deal. I don't know if this is a really sensible idea, because she makes a massive deal out of it. Yeah, it's like, let's go to the mall right now. Oh God, I'll buy you a dress. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, it's like, oh, she hasn't actually been invited. Yeah. Calm down. I know. And also, why are you expecting to be invited? I know that's so everything about that element of the storyline yeah. is ridiculous. Very cringy. Um, but Abby is in generally in cheerful mood. She's also excited about entering the Oracle competition. Yeah, she is going to submit a cartoon strip. She's mm. decided. Yeah. She's got an idea. It's called. <laughs> Jenny, Jenny, <laughs> can you tell us about oh. Jenny? Apparently, Jenny Bain is like a sixteen-year-old high school student, just like Abby. In fact, Abby's middle name was Bain, <gasps> which made the identification even stronger. So she's decided that the cartoon would be about the life of an average girl in high school. Yeah, and that the, could be fun. It That's could a good comic. Like I, you get a really good comic I, about sure. that. Sure, but yeah, the first strip is about breaking up with a boyfriend. Oh yeah, it's really. I don't get. No, <laughs> I just okay. Let us. <laughs> Explain let us, if we can. Uh, no, actually, let us enact it. Oh, okay. <laughs> who wants to be Jenny and who wants to be her mother? Um, okay, I'll be Jenny. Okay. So in the first this panel... Is the, yeah, this is the first panel. Jenny's talking to her mother complaining. Yeah. When I was going out with John, I felt terrible about myself. All I could do was sit around and worry about him. We stopped having fun and I felt like it was all my fault. Second panel. Jenny's mother says, so how do you feel now? Well, everything's different now. John and I have split up and I don't have anyone to blame but myself for anything that happens. Well, it's Friday night, sweetheart. What are you going to do? Are you going to see some friends? Go to a movie? Nah, Jenny said in the last panel. I think I'll just sit around and worry for a while about what I did to make things fall apart. What is the joke here? (laughs) (laughs) Like, what? I don't get it. Don't like there's no <laughs> setup. There's no, no punchline. There's no punchline. It's not funny. It's just like a it's just kind of sad. miserable discussion. <laughs> yeah. Here's my misery cartoon. It's like, no, you're grand, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Jesus. Well, Abby uh well, Abby, Abby's happy with it, so like yeah. good for her, I guess. Well what's what is most important in creative pursuits, and I genuinely do believe this, mm. is whether you 
are happy with it. Well, yeah. So and she, she is. So look for her. Fair enough. Do your thing, Abby. I mean, it's I don't get it, but, but do your yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, she's not just basing it, basing her judgment on her on her own opinions because right. she decides to submit it. But because if L- Elizabeth likes it, mm. then she'll know it's good. Yeah. Because, and I quote, <laughs> Elizabeth Wakefield can do no wrong. Yikes. Those actual words. What the fuck? Like, she's, I mean, she's obsessed. She really is. It's weird. No wonder she doesn't have any friends. Fucking hell, I know. Come on, dude. Cool <laughs> <laughs> your jets. Yeah. <laughs> Back at the, the Wakefield ranch house, the twins are planning a special dinner for Stephen's, Stephen's homecoming. homecoming. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. So they're barbecuing burgers as Liz tells Jess all about the humour column. So loads of people have, have submitted ideas, including Amy. Yeah, Amy uh, is writing a mock Miss Manners column. Is that like a, an It's advice? an agony ant column. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, it's sort of more, no, not agony ant. It's more etiquette. Okay, right. Because I have, I got an American secondhand shop years ago, like the Miss Manners Guide to Etiquette. So oh, it's nice. kind of very witchy. Okay, sort right. Sort of tug and cheek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, etiquette guide. So, yeah, so that's already a funny thing. So what would a mock Miss Manners column be? I know. <laughs> yeah, like, that is. I've made it not funny. <laughs> well done, Amy. Well, based on the standards of yeah. Abby's cartoons, that could possibly be their, <laughs> what they're looking for. So uh, we get a reminder of Amy's boy crazy ways, but not about the whole Regina thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've glossed over that, haven't we? We really have, and there is a mention of it much later. But it's kind of mad uh, that it's just not. That was like three books ago. Yeah, that was ages ago. We've all moved on. Yeah. It was book. Oh my god! It it was book forty. I it think. was. You're right. And that this is only book forty four. Books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, short memories. Farewell, Regina. No. Oh. Uh, so gone, gone, gone and forgotten. I, <laughs> literally going to say those very words. So apparently, Abby volunteered to help Amy. Oh, Abby. She, oh, come on! Like she's so. Oh, uh, she's. Just putting herself last constantly. Yeah. And uh, Jess is unimpressed by Abby's newfound interest in Sweet Valley High. She thinks that if people are nice, uh, she's um, she doesn't trust them. Because <laughs> she thinks they're trying to get something. Because, of course, <laughs> altruism doesn't exist in her bleak worldview. Oh, God, Jessica. <laughs> and Jess is like, you do realise like the rest of the world can be, you know, aren't heartless monsters mm. like you and can actually do nice things to each other. <laughs> She's like, yeah, whatever. It doesn't check out. <laughs> and we're told that Elizabeth doesn't like judging Abby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> so Jess tells Liz that Kara is joining them for dinner just as Stephen arrives and he jokes that he's allergic to blonde twins. I know oh. I am. <laughs> and later that night, Kara and Stephen try to have a romantic moment. Mm. But it's not going well. It's not really. When point Stephen's just sneezing his face off, basically. Oh, and, she, and Kara is ridiculous in she this is, scene. Yeah. Like she notices that he keeps sneezing and she notices that Stephen dropped her hand in an effort to get to the tissue. Like would she prefer that he like snot it all over her arm? Like <laughs> no, yeah. Like uh, sorry. <laughs> I know, I'll just wipe my nose on your hand. Is that girl? Yeah. <laughs> like what do you want here, Cara? Exactly. She's he's worried she's she's he she's worried he's getting tired of her because he isn't like all over oh, yeah. but it's like I like, would do not you want, want him to be all over you no. sneezing like a crazy full of snot can't breathe through his it nose it is like the least yeah. uh, I do not want to kiss somebody who's mm. head full of snot basically. <laughs> and she says that they can um, this is also really stupid he, he clearly wants to go inside and away from all the, the pollen, pollen. <laughs> um, 
And uh, she says, like, yeah, we can go inside and, to, you know, back to the family. But she gives him a look that we're told meant loud and clear that she wants to stay and have some romantic dad. Like, it's not romantic. No. And Stephen's like, oh, thank God. Yeah, my allergies are killing me. I know, he has the head blown off him. Like, just let him go inside. So she does go in, but she's miserable. And Jess notices and says, you need mystery, Cara. Mystery. <laughs> well, you're providing the drama, Jess. So. Oh, brilliant. Um, and uh, yeah, so by the end of the night, Cara agrees with her. Oh, God. Which is ridiculous. Because even though she technically knows, she acknowledges that Stephen can't be particularly romantic with a streaming nose. He, like his eyes are... watery eyes. Yeah, watery eyes and puffy. And like he's miserable. Like. Yeah. So she urges him to go for a walk. And he, you know, shows how committed he is to her that he agrees to go outside with all that pollen <laughs> floating around in the air. And he admits that, you know, he's really stressed and he's worried about college mm. and the, all this, all the tests are, are just stressful. Yeah. Which makes sense. True. She's like, oh, I'm so glad we could spend some time together. And he's like, well, I'm not on holiday. Yeah, I've got a shitload of work to do. Yeah. I can't breathe. Yes. <laughs> and he apologises for being a bit cranky. The drugs he's on are making him sort of tired and snappy. And mm. I mean, he is not, Stephen, in fairness to him, d- doesn't actually do anything wrong, really. No, he actually doesn't. Like, he's I mean, just, he's sick. Like, yeah, it's yeah. sneezing and snotty and his head's bunged up, which yeah. would make anybody stressed. I mean, yeah. the humidity is is sending me into sort of delirium <laughs> as it is so I can only imagine what this would be like so she decides Cara of course doesn't consider any of this and decides that they do need a bit of mystery mm. at school Lila asks Cara for party details as they lunch with the rest of the cheerleaders and Cara isn't really in a cheerful mood because she's still kind of haunted I suppose yeah by, it's by still Stephen. yeah Stephen's on her mind so she, yeah she's just kind of feeling out of sorts I think since he's come home yeah and Lila of course is very familiar with the marine house of course <laughs> really it's just like a little place in Paris that she'd been to with her oh, father oh la la <laughs> and they're li- having a lively chat about the marine house when Abby starts sort of hovering awkwardly over them and asks if they could join oh. and says like oh but were you talking about something private oh, no. oh, I'm actually my face very is, cringe. is just puckering with the cringe there's also a great bit right before Abby gets to the table though where it's like they're just kind of saying you know Amy wanted to know who was invited and Lila's banging on about the place in Paris apparently Jessica got into an argument with everyone else about whether to wear dresses or pants it's just like <laughs> Jessica versus the rest of the table I'd actually like to see <laughs> so that good. just imagine her holding <laughs> around just, yeah, just arguing with four people at once for no just like you Sandy Jess. this is what I say and you Maria <laughs> You're all fools. As for you, <laughs> you can fuck right off. <laughs> I wonder what side she was on. Surely dresses, I feel like. Mm, though maybe, you know, a pair of leather pants or something she might like Ooh, to... Oh, you wouldn't know a Jessica. That's I know. True, she, she likes to keep us guessing. <laughs> mystery, Karen. <laughs> mystery. <laughs> Always mystery. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Abby then turns up. And yeah, and it's very awkward because they obviously stop talking about the party. Yeah, Karen Je- literally kicks Jessica to stop her. Yeah, just <laughs> stop oh. the argument. And they're like, "Oh yes, we're discussing the uh, competition in the Oracle." Ooh. And Abby feels the tension, and she does. She's been wondering. We learn from her internal monologue mm. why she hasn't got her official invite yet. You don't know her. Yes. Why? <laughs> oh, and then she has the most ridiculous delusion. Oh yeah, she kind of justifies that. Uh, yeah, she felt awkward about it, but she reckons that maybe they've stopped talking about it because. Other people at the table aren't invited. Yes. And, and it's like, why would she not invite her fellow cheerleaders? Like, exactly. you're just this random girl who's floated into the group. Like, I know. Yeah. She's like, 
uh, you know, she, if someone I barely knew mentioned a party, first of all, I wouldn't assume I was invited. And then I wouldn't assume that they had invited me over their fellow cheerleaders. Her actual friends yeah. that she sees every day. Who she's and having lunch with. is a cheerleader with. <laughs> like, I mean. She's so deluded. I'm, yeah, sorry, Abby. She seems like a nice girl, but this is completely delusional. Yes. Really, I mean, yeah. ridiculous. And Kara complains about some maths homework and Abby's like, I can tutor you. And Kara's like, uh, no, it's okay. fine. <laughs> Later, Liz finds Abby in the corridor and gives her some news. Oh, uh, yeah, her and Amy are the two finalists. They sure are. In the competition for the Oracle. And they each have to submit another entry mm-hmm. uh, by Thursday so they can be judged by <gasps> Mr. Collins, <laughs> who sadly does not make a direct. Yeah, he doesn't really, he's not really in this at all. No, he's just referred to. Um, so, I mean, if only we could get to see his, <laughs> his sparkling wish in action. <laughs> Remember there was that one where he was, when he was in a bandana at the barbecue, serving burgers along with his dry wish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my favourite ridiculous <laughs> Mr. Collins moments. <laughs> I just picture him wearing an apron and no shirt. Oh, of course, <laughs> nothing at all. Don't turn around, Mr. C. <laughs> or do, let's see. <laughs> oh, and I'm thinking of his gourmet dinner that he was cooking for somebody. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, all right, let's not think about Mr. Collins for a while. Okay. Um, it's too warm for that. <laughs> oh, steamy indeed. <laughs> so, uh, Abby is all bashful when she hears the news and, and Liz is singing the praises of her cartoon and she admits, oh my God, Doug, you are an absolute prick. She admits Doug used to put down her cartoons because he said it wasn't real art mm. and he knows real art because mm-hmm. his mom is a painter. Whatever, Doug. Fuck off, Doug. Yeah, he's the worst. And Liz rightly tells her that uh, Doug didn't deserve her. True. Yeah. Hmm. And Abby wonders about asking Liz about the party, but then she doesn't want to be a burden. I just want to burden her with your problems, as my notes say. Oh, don't worry, Abby. She fucking loves us. <laughs> it's what she lives for. <laughs> Give her those problems. <laughs> she eats that shit up. But no, Abby thinks the best way to make friends is to help people, not oh. burden them with your yeah. troubles. That's not how Liz rolls. No, <laughs> She doesn't need help. Just needs a meddling opportunity. And True. this would be a prime one if only you spoke to her. <laughs> yeah. Um, so as Abby leaves school, she feels lonely. Aww. She's no one to hang out with now that she doesn't have any Palisades friends. By the way, all his friends were pricks. She was hanging around with them for two years and yeah. not one of them stayed in touch. Clearly not, yeah. Mm, pretty grim. But she reminds herself she has a cartoon to work on and now she has Cow's party to look forward to. Oh. And she heads off to buy her a present in the mall in what I can only assume is just called the present shop. <laughs> you don't find out. <laughs> I guess. Uh, missed opportunity for a shop name. Mm. Um, so it's Sunday morning and Abby has finally accepted reality. Oh, yeah. She's like, why Why would she mention the party unless she was just trying to torment me? It's like... Cause she's she making was, conversation She's making you? conversation. Why did you expect an invitation? Yeah. Why did you think you were going to be invited over people oh, she's friends with? I know. And her mom asks why she's not getting ready to go to the party and she tells her she's sick. Oh, it is quite sad. Oh no, it's really sad. She I mean, she's deluded, friends, but like, it is poignant. Yeah. And she's not a terrible person or anything. She's not. And her mom's like, oh, I can drive you over. And Abby's like, no, it's fine. And apparently she even, like the, the realisation was so sort of slow and awful that she actually rang Kara on, on the Friday with a like furious excuse Oof. about school. Yeah. And it was really awkward. And she realised Kara wasn't going to mention it and had not forgotten it. And it wasn't, you know, <laughs> like, oh yeah, don't worry, Kara, Abby, I haven't forgotten about you. Yeah. And yet she can't understand why Kara would, as she sees it, trick her 
into thinking she was invited. Yeah, that's not that's not the case here, Abby. No, it's so <laughs> peculiar. Um, apparently they bonded in history class and had lunch together. Really? Mm. Okay. So I why guess. has nobody seen you for two years? Oh, yeah. None of this makes sense. It, none of it does. And she's <laughs> from what poor Abby. She's like, what she couldn't figure out was why Abby didn't know Cara that well. It's like well, you've literally just answered your own question right there, <laughs> Abby. I'm sorry, but like, <laughs> why would you be invited to her exclusive tiny <laughs> posh lunch? Oh, oh God, yeah. love her. So of course she turns to the only person she knows is a font. Of knowledge and wisdom. <laughs> Who could that be, Karen? Well, I guess it's Elizabeth. <laughs> oh, of course it is. Shock twist. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. She, so she's thinking like, what had, What have I done to hurt Cara? Mm. Liz will know. Okay. Why? Yeah. Yeah, she's not even that good friends with Cara. No. Liz, like, yeah. Ugh, anyway, Liz is on her way out the door when Abby rings. And Abby's like, oh, I, I just wanted to ask about my cartoon. And Liz asks her, um, says, well, call over tomorrow after school. Bye. But then Abby's like, um... Why, why, why didn't Cara invite me to the party? Oh. And Liz is just really embarrassed. Yeah, because yeah, it is extremely awkward. But Liz is also kind of surprised that Cara would have mentioned it and not invited is her. Is this a thing? Do you How keep party secrets from people who aren't your friends? <laughs> I mean, I can see if you're being a dick and not inviting a friend. Yeah. You'd do it, so that would be a shitty thing to do. Because Liz does say, you're kidding. That Abby, that's awful. That doesn't sound at all like Cara. But she never said a word to me about it, so... Yeah, I don't know. Well, maybe I think Abby might have given Liz the impression that Kara had really strongly hinted. Maybe, yeah. Because in the last book, we we were told that she literally just mentioned it to her, mm. and Abby took it up the wrong way. Yeah. So anyway, Abby has learned nothing because she decides <laughs> she clearly wasn't nice enough to everybody, and that's why they haven't invited her to things. And oh, so she must be even nicer. Really lay it on even thicker. Oh God. So we cut to the Marine House where Jess is dazzled by the luxury. <laughs> and all the cheerleaders are there, including uh, Manuel and Tom McKay. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sandy, old Sandy Bacon. <laughs> and and uh, Jean's boyfriend. So they're invited. Yeah. So they're not really. And Winston's there. And uh, well, yeah, I suppose Winston's part of the core gang. Guess, yeah. And Bruce is there mm. with Amy. Oh, shit. Yeah. And we're told <laughs> euphemistically about their troubled, troubled history. history. <laughs> one word for it. And we're told that they have seen, quote, very little of each other since Regina's death. They've just been dating occasionally. And does my note say, well, I hope that was worth killing Regina. <laughs> <laughs> you bastards. <laughs> like, it's pretty. Oh, God. So they didn't even have, they didn't have the decency to actually date each other properly. Yeah, they after really all. didn't care. Amy is such a shallow bitch. Yeah. I just don't think she she didn't she was obsessed with getting Bruce. Get it, yeah, and when she had him, it was like, yeah, this is fine. And he's and so bailed. fickle. Yeah. So ugh, yeah. they deserve each other. <laughs> and everyone is enjoying the dinner, but Stephen is out of sorts, despite his khaki cotton <laughs> summer suit. Ooh. What a student, eighteen year old student, Seriously. has clothes like that. I know. Ugh. But yeah, he's not paying enough attention to Kara. No, he certainly isn't. And he sort of heads off to the loo, I guess. And she follows him. Mm. Harold follows him, that is. Yes. <laughs> and, and then she finds him. He's not, like, initially when I read this, I thought, did she follow him into the loo? I but he's like, no. <laughs> but he's outside it. He's in some other part of the restaurant. He's in, like, a lobby or something, yeah. And given what we find out at the end of the book, this scene makes no sense. 
True, actually, yeah. He's 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 um he's sitting on a chair reading like a piece of pink stationery. Mm. And Some, Cara, a letter. A letter, yeah. Cara comes up behind him and she's like, Oh, what's that? Something you don't want to read at the table? Um as if like she's in on it and it's yeah. all fine. But he kind of jumps and acts really guilty and he kind yeah. of like folds up the letter and puts it in his pocket and he's like, Oh, oh what are you doing sneaking up on me? Yeah. So then it's all kind of tense and weird. Yeah, he's like, Oh, this is private and she gets angry and she says, Well, this is my birthday party and you have literally sneaked off to read a letter on a chair. Yeah, yeah. like, what are you hiding from me? Yeah. And he apologises um, and says, look, I'm sorry, I've just got so much on, I'm sick and I've tried to do my college work and I'm just feeling a bit overwhelmed and uh, just please bear with me. Yeah. Actually, he's kind of being fine and mm. given what we also later find out about circumstances of the letter, it's very normal that he is freaked. It really is. And especially, yeah, considering what we learned, Kara's whole thing here makes no oh, sense at all. no. <laughs> None of sense. this, like, yeah, ties up at all. It's really. ridiculous. Yeah, listen, because Kara realises that there is a mystery in their relationship now. This letter, and it's not helping. If only there was something you could do to solve this mystery, Kara. Oh, God. But, oh, <laughs> we'll get there. Oh, we really will. You will understand our rage if you have not read this book before. <laughs> On Monday morning, Abby is getting dressed after gym class and she's trying to like dress her best to battle her insecurity. Aww. And when the Cara and Lila come in, Abby's all smiles and she gives Cara the present she got for her last week. Oh God. That's so mortifying. Oh, it's so awkward. And it also seems really passive aggressive. It does kind of, doesn't but, it? Uh, like, here's your present, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know I didn't get invited to your party, but yeah, like yeah. I got you this really expensive present, so, so you might yeah, as well have it. Bye. Have it. Okay. <laughs> so, so Abby feels awkward though when she gives it, and when she leaves, Kara just is like doing a full body cringe. And she yeah. feels terrible for uh, for leading Abby on. You didn't, Kara. I know she really didn't. And in fairness, Abby kind of realizes as soon as she hands over the present that this was not the right thing to do. Yeah. she's just so confused. It's like, mm. oh god, everyone is awkward. Well, Kara does point out that that Abby might have been a more fun guest than Stephen. Well, fair. Oh, because he was, you know, he was no crack. Hiding off in his chair reading yeah, his letters, being all squirrely. Cut to the Casadon Wakefield and who's visiting? It's Abby! Of course it is! Where she is and even the ghostwriter says this she's gushing over Liz's generosity. Ooh. And Liz so she must be laid it on thick. Must be, yeah. Mm. And Liz praises Abby's cartoon and Abby talks about how she's been helping Amy which Liz rightly thinks is Bananas. Yes. What are you doing? <laughs> like, it's one thing to be nice to everyone, but seriously. Uh, <laughs> no, she's like, okay, well, you know, I've never met anyone so selfless. And Abby thinks that her mother has actually told her, and it's a good point, mother, I suppose you are a psychologist, that Abby likes to give rather than take because it allows her to sort of be in control <gasps> as she sees the love of a relationship, mm. to be the constantly the giver, Interesting. not the receiver of help and support. But she dismisses the thought. She just know. she just wants people to like her and yeah. she wants to be nice to them. So she has an idea for a new cartoon, which she discusses with Liz. It doesn't sound, I mean, it sounds like it makes slightly more sense than the last one. Yes, I don't know, man. I just don't get her humour, obviously. No. <laughs> well, we're not from Sweet Valley, mm. which thank God for that. <laughs> and Stephen arrives and he's covered in a rash. Oh no! From his allergy tests. <laughs> Poor Stephen. Oh no. And it turns out Abby had similar tests and they bond. Yeah, they um they kind of hit it off a little bit. Hmm. And when he 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 uh, leaves the room, and Liz mentions like, oh, yes, him and Kara are having trouble with their long distance relationship. Why would you say that to somebody you barely know? I know. <laughs> Why? 
and uh, when there's sort of two and fro, sort of like a French farce, somebody coming in and out of doors. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Jess calls Liz into the kitchen because there's some cooking problem. And when she's gone, Stephen comes back and he praises Abby's cartoons. And she asks, uh, he he's obviously looks a bit down. Mm. So she asks him what's up. And apparently this is unheard of for any of his sister's friends. Because apparently they're silent with the lust for him. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't put it in those words. It's like, oh, they usually get so silly around me. Yeah. So I'm just so handsome. <laughs> and he starts telling her about all his problems. Yeah, this is bad. He starts talking shit about his girlfriend to this girl that he's literally just met. And it's like, yeah. Stephen, this is not how you conduct yourself. No. Actually, this is the shitty thing he does yeah. in this book. I knew there had to be something. Of course, Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> Good and Abby actually offers some wise counsel. Mm. She says that, you know, well, if if you think she's being clingy, Kara's uh, being clingy, it's probably she's just worried because she doesn't know how to deal with your your weird behaviour. Yes. And he basically says that she, Stephen should talk to her. And he's like, yeah. why haven't I met you before? Well, what amazing advice. Yeah. Talk to your girlfriend, for fuck's sake. I could never figure this out without you. And, uh, yeah, Abby heads off to help Jess in the kitchen because she wants the entire Wakefield family to need her at all times so they'll keep inviting her back. Oh, God. And then we cut Stephen in his room. He's about to call Kara and follow Abby's advice. But then his eyes fall <gasps> on a letter. Oh, no. The pink stationery again. And what could this letter be? <laughs> well, it's an anonymous love letter. It is. Dear Steve. <laughs> mm. It's so, uh, it's intense. Yeah, it's all about wanting to kiss him and whatever, but it's... And being far apart from him. Yeah. And it's like, my heart pounds and I think of you. All oh, my love, always. <gasps> but they kind of say, I know you know who I am, so I'm not even going to sign this. So it's yeah. all very mysterious. Yes. And just as he's pondering this mystery, um, Liz comes in and he's like, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he snaps at her and she's like, what's happening? Ooh. Why would you snap at me? <laughs> and by the time all this scene is over, he doesn't feel like ringing Kara anymore. Yeah. All he cares about is finding who sent this who letter. Sent yeah. A few days later, Abby is back <laughs> at the um, Casadel Wakefield for the third afternoon that week. Yikes, come on, Abby. I didn't go to my best friend's no. house <laughs> that after often. school three times a week. <laughs> Good Lord. And Jess has basically just uh, decided to take advantage of Abby being a massive lick arse. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> she should have seen this coming, really. Oh, Jessica's always wanted to take yeah. advantage. So she's getting uh, Abby to do stuff for her. And Liz warns her not to take advantage. Yeah. Uh, but she literally has her doing her mending. Yeah. Like mending clothes. Yeah, like doing the laundry and setting the table. Yeah, she- She's like a girl like scullery maid or something. With her giant <laughs> pile of mending. She's got a big sack because uh, Jessica's just torn her clothes to rags. Yeah, what's she up to? I know. <laughs> so, I mean, most of us might have the odd button. I know. know. I guess Jessica's rolling around on the ground up at Miller Point no, or something. There <laughs> She's not there for the view, don't you know? <laughs> so Liz arrives home to find that, like, Abby's hard at work with this giant stack of mending while... Uh, Jess is romping she's wandered off like yeah (laughs) talking to her while she's doing it Abby's there doing all the sewing and she asks Abby why she's always bending over backwards for people and Abby's excuse is that she had no siblings so she never felt like anyone was taking advantage of her Mm. I don't know I have three sisters so thank you just avoid (laughs) doing anything for anyone in that case (laughs) it's every woman for herself (laughs) um and yeah she says that Doug always said she gave too much and he felt smothered and Liz is like Doug sounds like a bit of a dick. Yeah. 
and she reminds Abby, look, well, you're welcome here because we like you, not because what of what you could do. For yeah, us. because we don't want you to be doing our chores for us. <laughs> like, that's not what you're doing. Bit creepy. Well, yeah. that's a nice thing to say to her because it's obviously it's what she needs to hear. To yeah, be yeah. And Stephen arrives and he tells Abby he has the results of his tests. He's allergic to pretty much everything. But they're all kind of bog standard things. Yeah, at one point he's like, I'm allergic to dust. And I remember the line from Buckland Nine-Nine where it's like, everyone's allergic to dust. That's what sneezes are. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, it's it's Stephen. What what Buckland Nine-Nine character is Stephen most like? Mm, Hitchcock. Yeah. Just sitting there being a smart arse <laughs> while being very ineffectual. Oh. Amy is like a good version of Liz. Oh, yeah. And like what Liz is, what we're meant to think Liz is. Yes. It's actually Amy Likeable Santiago. Yeah. and competent. Yeah. Whereas, I don't know, who could be Mr. Collins? <laughs> Terry? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Oh, that's, this is one for the one oh, for the treasure again. Really send is. us and your suggestions. Yeah, but Jake Peralta is just too good and pure to be any of these characters. No, too interesting. He's, he's too good for this. Oh, who is Bruce? Bruce is what's his name? Who's played by the guy who was the in the vulture? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matt is always on Stevie. He was in Oz oh, and, and Thirty Rock. Yes, yeah, he does. <laughs> There you go. Send us your other suggestions. Yeah. Work the nine nine characters as Sweet Valley Sweet characters. Sweet Valley crossover, we please. Want them all. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Stephen is allergic to, like, cat, I don't know, leaves. Uh, yeah, um, the air, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and he has been given strong, more effective antihistamines. And then, oh, God, Stephen, this is so dodge. He starts praising Abby and, like, Unlike you, unlike Kara, you understand me. Yeah, he's like, I wish Kara was a little more like you. So it's like, you want Kara to be a pushover. That's yeah. what you're saying here. Doormat. And also, yeah. don't tell some other girl. Mm, stop talking shit about your girlfriend. Yeah. And also, it is really kind of leading her on. Yeah. Like, I think if I fancied some boy, which by the way, Abby clearly fancies him. Oh, yeah. I'm starting to fancy him. Yeah, if yeah. I fancied some boy and they were constantly bitching about their girlfriend and saying how great I was, yeah. I would think they were interested As in me. As a teen, you would be taken in by that. Yes. Yeah. She's 16. Yeah. Like, so I would have entirely have thought this. So of course. Abby is not actually being deluded. No. And uh, he has something else to confide in her. He has a secret. <laughs> and it's about Trisha. Oh, my God. Trisha, the ghost of Trisha Martin. <laughs> yes. She's back. Yeah. In letter form. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, that pink stationery is the same stuff that Trisha used to write letters yes, on. Yes. It was like a trademark. Yeah. It was her thing. And uh, by the way, the letters are typed because initially oh, yeah. I was wondering, like, how does he not just recognize Kara's writing? Yeah. Uh, but true. No, they're typed in like an italic font on the typewriter. Oh. <laughs> And uh, yeah, he's he's really freaked out because he's got two letters now typed mm. on the same typewriter. Yeah, and he can't talk to Kara about it because she's obviously a bit weird about Trisha. She doesn't like it when Trisha comes up, yeah, in conversation, which I guess is fair enough. Because yeah, I mean, I mean, again, she's sixteen. Yeah, so you know, I, I wouldn't be impressed if that was an adult. N- well, no, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but like, she, yeah, she's a sixteen-year-old girl. Yeah, like, it's all that. You wouldn't want to go on about his dead girl, perfect dead Victorian. Of course, girlfriend. yeah, it's all a bit heavy, like for a sixteen-year-old. Yes, and also if you're like, oh, sorry, somebody's been sending me letters, my dead girlfriend's. <laughs> Fancy stationery. I'm getting ghost letters. (laughs) But actually, Abby completely wisely says, look, you have to tell her about it. She knows, Kara obviously knows something's wrong. She knows there's something on your mind. Like, yeah, basically talk to her. Like, yeah. 
and you know she deserves to know the truth like she can that's better than this secret yeah so Stephen's like oh you're so sensible Abby she realises she might like him as more than a friend <gasps> no shit oh Abby and there's clearly a little moment between them because the twins come in and Jesse's all like am I interrupting anything and yeah they kind of yeah do they kind of jump apart a little they bit they do maybe? when, the, when they have when another the twins come in. moment like that later so yeah. it does look dodge it does at the Oracle office, Penny and Liz look at Abby's second comic strip and they love it. It's amazing. Amy arrives a bit late and uh, to hand in her entry and when the others mention Abby helping her, she's like, um, she's all dismissive and we're told Amy Sutton wasn't one to feel bad about anything to you. Fucking Clearly, <laughs> yeah, we know that much about her anyway, Jesus. Oh my Lord. <laughs> she certainly is not. Literally not feeling a smidgen of guilt of no. driving somebody to a fatal cocaine God. usage. I know. Regina was in control of her actions, but still. But still. <laughs> Amy think, took no heat for that. Yes, <laughs> which and also was not on. didn't even for a second feel bad herself, as mm, far as I no. can tell. So she is a monster. Yeah. Amy can't wait to find out the winner anyway, and we're told that Mr. Collins will make his decision by Monday. And Penny and Liz hope she doesn't win. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. And at lunchtime, Kara is so miserable that Lila, in a typical Lila. Uh, so good. <laughs> Turn of phrase. Says, you look like you've lost every sh- share of stock you own. Amazing. Lila is so relatable. Yeah. <laughs> and Kara admits that Stephen has been acting weird and it's not just because of his allergies now. She thinks he just doesn't love her anymore and that she bursts into tears. Oh. And Lila is sympathetic but just all tell me more. <laughs> She's in heaven. She's loving it. She's not particularly sympathetic. And Kara's like, I think he has a secret. And even Jessica, you know things are bad for Jessica's sake, but just ask him yeah. what's up. And Kara's like, no, I have to play cool. Really? Wait, why? Like, ugh. At the start of the book, she was talking about how they always talk to each other and there's never any miscommunication. It's like, just do that. You know? And then Lila <laughs> goes berserk as well. It's like, no, no, Kara's right. Uh, Stephen has to learn. She, he can't take her for granted. She's got to be aloof. Yes, that's what you do when you think your boyfriend is, is hiding something has something on his mind. Yeah, <laughs> Stop talking to him. Don't return his calls. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> yes, make him feel justified in staying away from oh. you. Abby then calls over to the Wakefield house to see Liz, but she's working late in the Oracle. Uh-oh, Stephen's there. <laughs> <Who> new. <laughs> he pours out his heart to her again. Oh, stop it. Uh, and she realises she really does fancy him, but yeah. she, does, she doesn't want to get in the way of his love for Kara because he knows he does love Kara. Yeah. And then he puts his hand on her arm. Stephen. Just as Liz walks in, and Liz is a bit like, uh... Hi. What the fuck What's is going on? <laughs> and she hands him his Stephen. Liz hands Stephen his post. She just yes. collected it. And what is in there? <gasps> There's a pink envelope. <gasps> and Liz can see that Stephen is a bit freaked. She wonders what the deal is with yeah. these letters. And she also make, is is very aware now that Abby, like, There's has a hot something going on there. Mm. Yeah. And later, because she's a fool, she <laughs> tells Jess about the letters. Why, like? Why would you do that? Uh, but she says the stationery gave her a weird se- sense of deja, deja vu. vu. Mm. <laughs> and later, <laughs> Alice asks the girls to go to the mall, or to go, because uh, they're going to the mall, yes. to a midnight madness sale. Ooh. And she asks them to exchange some invitations that she bought at <laughs> the Pen and paper shop. Yay! And my notes say, oh, come on. 
It's a perfectly good name for a job. <laughs> they sell pens and paper. <laughs> what more do you want? <laughs> no wordplay. No, not even a surname. Not a no. pun to be had. No. Mm, no. Um, no fun titles. Uh, so when they're there. Liz sees a box of familiar stationery. Yeah, so she sees a box of, it's like a blue version of, of yeah, the, the stationery. Yeah, design. Yeah, yeah there's like f- some flowers on like forget-me-not flowers yes. on it or something. So why would the other box be pink? But anyway, but, yeah, uh, it's, it's the same. Yeah. It's, it's, a, same it's the same design, it's just that it's a blue version of it. And she's like, oh, hang on a second. Who's been sending letters in this, in the pink stationery to, mm. uh, to Stephen? So she asks, Detective Liz, yeah. <laughs> asks the girl working in the shop. Um, have they sold any of the pinks? Uh, you know, do they have it in pink? Yeah. And she says, oh, yes, we sold the last box a few weeks ago to a nice, sweet-faced girl sweet about your face. age. Imagine describing <laughs> some stranger. A sweet She's face. in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Jess is convinced it was Abby. And that's why she's been hanging out of the house. Oh, yeah, they uh, completely jump to conclusions. Like, they have literally no physical description of this girl. Sweet-faced. <laughs> sweet-faced. Yeah, that's it. That's enough. <laughs> and they're really freaked out. And then Liz um, bumps into an old, uh, an old familiar face. It's Betsy Martin. Oh shit! Yes, she's back in town. <laughs> Betsy's back in town. Yeah. Yes. And what she says makes Liz realise where she sold the stationery before. <gasps> yes, that's right. Because she's talking about um, how she's back to. What is she doing? She's moving. She's looking for some of of Trisha's, Trisha's old stuff. stuff because Stephen asked her. <gasps> yes. Where um, what happened to stuff like her stationery? Mm. What did like what did her dad do with it after she died? Yes. So that's when Liz realizes, oh my god, that was where she saw the paper. It was yeah. like Trisha's distinctive. <gasps> it's a ghost. Yes. Well, if, sadly, she doesn't <laughs> think it's a ghost. She should have gone with it's a ghost. I know. <laughs> and it should have been a ghost. It would have been way better. Been much better. But no, but she's just like it's a it's an incredibly cruel prank. Is like what a she psychotically cruel yeah. prank. Um, so later the twins discuss all this Liz is all creeped out and there is quite a great bit where Liz go, or Jess says uh, do you know what if this is I think this is Abby and if Kara finds out about this she, then there really will be a ghost because Kara's going to kill Abby <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, Ned and Alice call them downstairs because they've got six tickets to a Lakers game oh yeah and what is for Kara and Stephen oh Stephen Please tell us what he does. Uh, yeah, he kind of says so that bad. he and Kara are kind of in an argument right now. I don't think she'd want to come along. So he suggests they give the ticket to Abby. Uh, <laughs> Everyone's just like, what the fuck? Seriously? <laughs> yeah. And at school, Jess tells Lila how excited Abby was when Stephen Ragged asked her. Like they could hear her shrieking Jesus. down the other end of the phone. Play it cool, Abby. Oh, well, she has no chill. <laughs> and they were, they're like, well, we can't, Kara cannot find out about this. Yeah. Yeah, um, Jesus. I mean, it, yeah, it's it's a bad look. <laughs> yeah, it's so many secrets and lies. Oh, the layers. And Jess makes Lila promise not to say a word. Vows revenge on Abby because she thinks that Abby was just using her and Liz to get to Stephen. Well, it takes yeah. it one to know one. Well, look, <laughs> as you said before, game recognised game. Yeah. <laughs> Only Abby actually isn't playing a game here. True, true. But you think Jess, yeah, Jess should recognise it. Like, you got her to do all your mending, Jess. Like, mm. you're not hard done by in this situation. True, yeah. She's mm. done pretty well out of this exchange. <laughs> and... Kara joins uh, Lila. Uh, oh yeah, well, sorry. Kara approaches and just like I, I can't talk to her. I literally runs away. <laughs> <laughs> just, just remove yourself from the situation. Yep. So when Kara joins Lila and tells her that her and Stephen are having a, having a massive fight, um, Lila is actually in a really awkward situation. She genuinely can't 
bear hearing Kara talk about how oh it must be my fault I have to apologise yeah. to him we had this massive fight Lila's like uh, look you don't have to apologise for anything he's carrying on with Abby and oh, Jesus. <laughs> she's he's telling take her to this base, uh, basketball yeah baseball? I don't know. Or, uh, basketball Lakers is basketball, basketball. Yeah. yeah and Kara rightly is incandescent with rage oh Jesus yeah back at the Casa del Wakefield Stephen and Abby are hanging out yet again fucking hell <laughs> and even Abby's feeling a bit like uh, okay this is starting to feel a bit weird mm. and she's admitting to herself that she's like she does fancy him and yeah because she used to be quite relaxed and happy enough to just chat with him before mm. but now that she kind of fancies him she's like this is kind of uncomfortable now. yeah which is very realistic actually yeah and uh, he asks she asks Stephen why he didn't ask Kara to the game yeah. and he's like oh, I can't talk to her anymore like you and she realises she could take really take advantage of this but it would be wrong yes and she actually has a moral compass <laughs> yeah and he shows her the lady he's got another letter and he shows it to her pans it to her and uh, and she's like look you need to you have to tell Kara about yeah. this and then he just leaves and I guess he's going to the loo um, yeah where does he go he's just like excuse me for a minute huh. guesses yeah he's like, Code for, he's like wait I'm, wait here I'll be right back yeah. and he just like runs off Yes, it is. Okay. Lavatory break. Yes. But then Jessica comes in and sees Abby holding, holding the, letter. the letter. And then she, <laughs> I love this mental image. Jessica literally grunted softly and walked out. Like the idea of Jessica just coming in and going, <laughs> 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 What is it, girl? <laughs> 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 and off she goes yeah yep. she does she does when she sees the letter she's like what is that and Abby's kind of like oh nothing it's nothing it's just a letter and she kind of stuffs it into her bag because she doesn't want to mm. rat Stephen out and then Jessica but grunts. anyway then there's the grunting yeah. and, walks <laughs> and turning on her heel <laughs> and later she's literally pacing like a caged tiger oh yeah back and forth while she waits for Liz to get home and Liz is like what What, are you, what is wrong with you yeah. and she blames Liz for bringing Stephen and Abby together which is a reach even for her which saying something <laughs> And when she tells her about the letter, uh, Liz is horrified at Abby's sneaky ways. Yeah. And Jess wants to confront Abby in front of Stephen. And Liz is reluctant, but she agrees. Mm. And after school, Lila, who's stony harsh, seems to have been softened. A little bit. She's quite kind to Kara in her fashion. She, in her Lila way. <laughs> Very much her Lila way. Because she tells Stephen, tells her that Stephen isn't worth it because he is rich. <laughs> take her to fancy dining establishments. Kara's like, I don't care about fancy dining establishments. I want things back the way they were. And then she reveals something which makes most of the book make no sense. True. Yeah. So she kind of, she reminds Lila of when Jessica back along was saying that they needed to be mystery mm. and she to start acting aloof. So she was saying, well, this hasn't worked out because I was dumb enough to believe what. So it turns out that Kara is the one who's been writing the letters. And yet did not tell him. No. When she saw him reading one. Oh, I know. Like, yeah, exactly. That first time that she sees the letter just makes no sense now at all. So she decided to send these anonymous love letters to Stephen. She's like, I really went all out. I went and bought this romantic stationery and I even put perfume on the paper. I wrote these schmaltzy letters and then sent them without signing them. And Lila's like, this sounds like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. It's like, okay, Lila. Um, um, each to their own, I guess. Yeah, but she's like, she doesn't... Yeah, she doesn't know what he thought of them because when she tried to ask about the first one, he got all defensive. It's like, but you were acting like you didn't know what the first yes. one was. So why wouldn't he be? Fr- he'd be. I think anyone would be freaked out. Like you sh- should tell your partner. Yeah. I guess. Like, look like, at this. What do you think this is? And they'll be yeah. like, oh, that was for me. You know, yeah. job done. <laughs> 
oh, problem solved. Repair fooled. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Lila says, look, you have to go and talk to Stephen and say this. And uh, even if I have to drag you there myself. Yeah. yeah. So, but there's already a confrontation happening at the Wakefield's house because Liz and Jess have marched in to confront Abby. Ooh. And they accuse uh, her of using them to get to Stephen yeah, and of writing the letters. Oh, this is really rough. Like, poor Abby. And... She nearly faints, literally nearly faints yeah. with horror. She's like gripping the side of the sofa because she's like, what the fuck is <laughs> happening? And it's also her worst nightmare is people not thinking she's a nice person. Yeah. And especially when, uh, know, have they found out that this is Trisha? I think it is. Yeah, I think he does. Um, yeah, so Liz realised that it was Trisha's paper. That she was yes. writing it on. Yeah, obviously, but, uh, yeah, and Abby obviously knew it was from the... From Steve yes. telling her, yeah. Um, there's so many secrets and lies. I know, <laughs> the layers of it all. <laughs> and actually, in fairness to Abby, she stands up for herself and she tells them, first of all, she didn't write the letters and yeah. she's horrified that Stephen could think she would do anything so horrifically cruel. Mm. And she tells them she, she, was, she was nice because she wanted them to like her, but, you know, what's the point of being nice? Because the, Yeah, if they're just going to turn on her like this and then actually think that she would do something like this. Yeah. And she's like, do you know what? I don't need this. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And she walks out, but she feels good for standing up for herself. Yeah, and she, does, she ever did with Doug. She does stand up for herself, mm. in fairness to her. Yeah. And then Kara turns up, sees the letter, reveals all. <laughs> he tells her, oh, it was Trisha's stationery. And uh, they reconcile. And Liz and Jess sort of sneak out. Going, oh, it looks like they're fine. Oh, for fuck's sake. And <laughs> yeah, they, uh, Abby, um, Abby's gone, but Steve and Cara vow never to hide their feelings again. And uh, Stephen admits Abby kept telling him to talk to Cara and they both feel guilty for misjudging her. Yeah. And later Jess is forced by the Ooh. others to call Abby. And uh, she dithers so much that Cara's like, fuck it, I'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah someone needs to call this girl for yeah. fuck's sake. So they all call over. Abby is determined not to, you know, to just stand her ground. And then Cara gives her a proper apology and the twins beg for forgiveness. Yeah, but like, it's also kind of bullshit because before they even apologise, what is it, Liz uh, has this whole planned out speech that she's going to do, but when they get there, she's like, it seemed all wrong to her. She ran forward and flung her arms around Abby's neck. It's like, back off. Yeah. Fucking apologise. Yeah. Don't go forcing hugs on this girl. Like, oh, well, she does no sense boundaries. Just none. Like, Best of times. Yeah, get off her. <laughs> Say sorry, bitch. Fat chance. Oh. Wayfield doesn't apologise properly. True. Unless they're the centre of the drama, of course. Yeah. Um, so yeah Stephen says he'll get an extra ticket so they can all go to the game including Cara and Abby finally has real friends and is happy will she ever hang out with them again yeah do, does she actually turn up again because she's not in the next one. <laughs> I think she might be a bit of a Mandy yeah though so, hang on Mandy did Mandy did turn up but yeah. she was never that you know no and then she moved away yeah leaving Winston devastated so yeah at the game Stephen is like whooping and going buck wild and <laughs> Cara and Abby bond and we learn she won the competition Hooray! and Mr. Collins called her to welcome aboard the Oracle and you know she's, everything's great yeah and that's it for her forever <laughs> we never heard from her again no, bye Abby probably <laughs> hope we don't have to be exposed to any more of your crappy cartoon oh god Sorry. yeah it really was poor weird humour I don't I mean, get you, it you heard the details like yeah. it is not that good so at half time, Ned and Alice take the twins aside. They have a surprise. Yeah. And it's a big one. Apparently, yeah. Their cousin Kelly, who lives in Tucson, is coming to stay with them. For two whole months. Two months, like. And yeah, there's a long a, stay. <laughs> that's a very long stay. At least they do acknowledge education this time. But yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a reason for this stay. Yeah, so Kelly's mother is remarrying, but Kelly yes. isn't particularly sold on the idea because uh, Kelly is like really 
she idolizes her dad. Mm. So, Uncle Greg. Yeah, so she she's really against the idea of anyone trying to replace him. So she's really kind of kicking off at home. Yeah. So I guess the best way to deal with that is to send her a state away. Yeah, dump her <laughs> on your sister. And yeah. uh, for for Laura, Laura, her Kelly's mother is Alice's Alice sister. Aunt, or Alice's sister. <laughs> Yeah, and Liz is excited to see Kelly, who they apparently love, even though they can't be arsed going to see mm. in eight years. Yeah, it's only one state away. Like, it's yeah, and we find out in the ne- in the next uh, book in the series that it is possible to like just get a flight there in like a very a very short notice. Yeah, so you would think Alice yeah, would like have visit her sister beside California, like make an effort. Really? <laughs> anyway, apparently they love her, and uh, they. Um, Liz is really excited to see her but is a bit concerned for her because it sounds like she's going through a hard time. Mm. Liz vows to help her through the rocky time ahead. So can you read us out? Will Kelly stay in Sweet Valley help her accept the situation at home? (laughs) Why why would it? It actually does. Find out in Sweet Valley High number 45. Family Family Secrets. And that was... Pretenses. Whoa, there was a lot going on. A lot of stupidity. There was a lot of layers and basically, yeah, they were both idiots. Yeah, as usual. (laughs) And they all had to do was talk to each other to figure it out. Fat chance. Yeah, no chance of that. So, did it have any good stats and outfits? (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) No. So, the blondness gets three mentions. Well, it's better than the last one, so I'll take what I can get. And the blue-green eyes only got two mentions. What? I know. Oh, come on. Yeah. In terms of outfits, mm. there was just Steve and his um, suit, his khaki what? cotton summer suit. But then Jessica did wear a new white cotton knit shirt. <gasps> That's very boring. It is. It's very boring. But that was the only kind of outfit description we got, unfortunately. Well, I've got to say that the uh, the the book we're doing next week has some good, or mm. next episode, has some very good uh, swimsuit descriptions. True, yes. And the book after that is some fancy dress. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so a fancy dress bonanza. <laughs> it really is. It's kind of, so, you know, bear with us through this very, very <laughs> dry period. Yeah. <laughs> because there will be more. There will eventually be payoff. <laughs> um, so we, uh, yeah, we will be back in two weeks. Um, though, in fact, we will not be discussing family secrets. No, we're going to mix it up a bit. Yes. Our mm. next episode <gasps> It's a summer special. Yay! We're going to do Malibu summer. Yes, we are. So uh, you'll have to wait a a, a whole four weeks Mm. until you get to hear the drama of Family Secrets, which is very dramatic. But do not worry, because Malibu summer (laughs) is a bagger. So many plot holes. The drama gets ramped up right at the end. Oh it's my great. god! It's even got some OTG. <laughs> it really does. Which we have not had in a while. We've had a drought. In terms it of is OTG. back, baby. It's back with a vengeance. It really is. <laughs> so, uh, if you have any thoughts on pretenses, on distinctive stationery, <laughs> on whether Abby will ever be seen again, thank yeah. you best now. <laughs> Let's get a Brooklyn Nine-Nine Sweet Valley High crossover going. Oh my God, yes, with lots and lots of gifts. Please. We want your your suggestions for the entire cast. Yeah, let's do it. Um, And uh, you you know where to go to share your thoughts. We are on Twitter at SVH Podcast. You can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, we are proud members of the Headstuff Podcast Network. And you can get in touch, uh, follow the network on Twitter at This Headstuff and HS Pod Network. And uh, on 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 that that serious dramatic book ending, we can uh, go from family drama to Californian chaos yeah. by the beach <laughs> in the next book. Because we will be back in two weeks when we find out what happens when Jess and Liz have 
and Malibu summer. <laughs> See you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com. We are professional grade.